Now, I just wanted to kind of go off the cusp here again, um, because I like making these for starters, and I can kind of get, you know, down and real with some of you. So today's podcast will be about why I dislike cybersecurity. Yes, I did say why I dislike cybersecurity, or maybe why do I hate it? Why do I, you know, not like it, etc.? Because I, I think some of the non-security and non-IT people think that this is a glamorous, happy, you know, um, really rewarding field. And for me doing this for over a decade, I can say with certainty, and now some of my other cybersecurity advocates can can say this as well, um, it sucks <laughs> it's it's not something that is for everybody, right? So if you're thinking about getting into the cybersecurity field, maybe you should heed this warning um, or think about this a bit more before committing yourself, your resources, your money into this. Because I know there's a lot of people who get into this field, a lot of co- bigger companies that get into this field and they, they exit or they fail miserably. Um, and no, I'm not talking to you, Solar Winds. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just speaking to more of the, the individuals and people who are looking at getting into security, people who are already into it, and the people who sort of have the same perceptions. Now, let me be very clear. I love what I do. And I, no, honestly, I really love what I do. <clears throat> I love the fact that I protect people. I protect organizations. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and I get that sort of experience from... Uh, helping people. And and that's really the reason why I got into technology and into security is because of me being able to protect various individuals and organizations. And I've done that quite successfully in my last 10 years in doing this. And I'm very happy over it. And and I'm not going to sit here and complain. But let's be honest, sometimes it's good to vent some of our concerns. So here I go. Now, why do people, why don't people care about cybersecurity? And, and I've seen people, businesses of all shapes and sizes and colors and, and wallets not caring about cybersecurity. And one of the biggest frustrations that we in this sort of have, like, let me be honest, I'm coming from, I'm not a CISO in an organization. Uh, I'm a business owner. I run my own business. So I call my own shot. So me... I'm able to at least sort of dictate the direction of the company. But a lot of CISOs don't. A lot of CISOs, um, chief information security officers or, or chief information officers or chief technology officers have a problem when trying to do what's best because of the hierarchy of an organization. And by the hierarchy, I mean... The CFO, the CEO, usually the ones who dictate sort of the cybersecurity budget, cybersecurity capabilities, etc. But I'm not blanketing everyone. There's some organizations I've dealt with that had some great CEOs and CFOs who did an amazing job, listened to recommendations of the CISO and us, and and they implemented them, um, you know, to the letter, and which was amazing. But most of the time, I, I get a lot of individuals, business people, business leaders like that that don't seem to care, people who don't think that it's a concern. 
And I understand, you know, ignorance is bliss. Some people wrap themselves around ignorance, you know, in their professional life, in their personal life, and they don't keep an open mind. They don't consider the things outside the four corners of their thinking. They don't think outside that box, which cyber criminals want. They don't want people to think because as multi-vector vector the security field is or IT field is, the same goes for life. Nothing's ever static. And I know humans love habits, but in this field, it's ever evolving, ever changing that you will never, ever, ever be stagnant. You're always learning. You're always reading. You're like, you know, even, even 10 years in the stuff I learned eight years ago are relevant today. Heck, the things I learned last year are relevant. Heck, the things I learned yesterday are relevant today, right? So it, it doesn't really matter where you are in your life and your journey in the cybersecurity world, there's going to be one inalienable truth here is the fact that people don't care. And again, it seems like a blanket statement, but I can say that from my years experience in IT and security to kind of attest to that. So it's, you know, as, as professionals, we need to create that apathy for our customers and our clients. But but these these issues uh, makes framing you know potential potential solutions easier. Um, you know immediacy, um, short attention spans, um, numb to the occurrence of breaches, uh, detection and recovery. Um, now, usually when a breach occurs for any business or most businesses, sorry, is it's usually not felt immediately. You're, you're not, um, you're not understanding that there's a problem right away. There, there's usually certain variables that happen or unfold before this takes place. Um, sometimes it can take months, years, days, hours. It really all depends, but generally speaking, a company that invests lightly in a security budget or it budget, usually will not understand or end or see or detect a threat unfolding in their infrastructure until it's too late, until things get locked. Because a lot of criminals don't just go in and disrupt. They go in and they observe. They they snoop around. They look for the weakest point or the weakest link in, in the infrastructure. And then when they are ready or they have all the collected information, they make some noise and, and they, they cause the attack from there. So that, that's a key thing. Uh, when it comes to it is the fact that you will not know a lot of people will not know once their businesses gets breached um, they won't know right away and usually they're sitting there for a long time before anything appears or becomes concerning so that's really the reason why um, I understand that attacks don't usually mean a result or or you, you're not feeling the aftershock right away it takes some time to reverberate before you, you see that. Um, what's the next one then? You know, people are always trying to um, gain attention to the issues or trying to, you know, say you must have a foolproof plan. You may have, you must have ABC or a solution DEF, but it, it, it honestly really comes down to the understanding of the reasons and most importantly, the education. But also, above all else, the reason why people don't care is because they're numb. Um, you look at the news, flip open the, the turn on your TV, your internet news article, what, out, what have you, and you will see 
literally on a daily or weekly basis, you're seeing a report over this com- this company got breached or this company this that. But you what you don't see or don't hear are the various other small to medium sized businesses that do get breached that are not reported. You know, and I and I speak from experience. I've seen. A, a ton of businesses, tons of organizations that have been breached that don't make it on the news because they're too small. You hear companies like SolarWinds, for example, that, that and, and I'm picking on them because I love them so much. <laughs> I, 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 I pick on these companies because, you know, SolarWinds is one of our vendors, by the way, uh, one of many vendors, let me make that clear. But you know, they were speaking the security game and, and SolarWinds, let me make this clear, is now called Enable and they conveniently changed your name right after the breach. But anyways, I don't have internal hatred. It's just business, right? Um, they they uh, spouted to me about all the, the, the features and, and the protections they had, but they had a pretty big gaping issue and their CEO even tried to throw, throw an intern under the bus, which is absolutely ridiculous and and sad and pathetic because it's the CEO's responsibility to maintain that level of cyber resilience for an organization. So clearly there was a disconnect there and I just hope after this breach a company this size um, would be able to um, figure out where their weakest link is. They knew where their weakest link is. They just didn't address it. So hopefully that's now been addressed. Um, I don't know too much about it right now but I know it's they're, they're looking at that. So um, usually after the fact of something happening, this usually when people take a, a sort of an initiative in doing something, but, um, even if a company gets breached or when a company gets breached and they, and they get, they, they get the report or they, they do their due diligence, you know, post attack. And they don't actually make the, they actually don't even do the recommendations that, you know, security people. And, and, and I can raise my hand to this because I can tell you the amount of opportunities and prospects that came across my desk looking for help and even sort of unfolding those issues, even, even sort of decoupling that. These organizations did not take maybe 5% of the recommendations. And I know a lot of people in this industry can attest to that. A lot of businesses and organizations either they don't have the budget or they don't have the care enough to actually implement these solutions for their business to protect themselves. And, and some of these solutions are not even technical in nature. They are simply a environmental change, a company culture change that needs to be put in place for an organization because some organizations are built from nothing. And as the company grows, that complacent uh, mindset from a uh, a business leader um, continues to reverb through the organization. They may hire a CTO, CIO, or CISO, uh, may slap them there, but really, honestly, it's it's because they, they, they understand the situation, they're going to pay someone's salary or they outsource, whatever the case may be, is they don't actually personally take any of that into consideration for themselves and in their company culture. And a lot of business leaders like CEOs need to understand that and need to reform their businesses, but a lot of them don't because they don't understand it. They, they say, well, it's not my problem. I'm not a technology guy or gal. It's it's not my, my forte, but that is a wrong, incorrect mindset to have. 
Any business leader who's trying to protect their business needs to assess because this doesn't affect um, people like us, people in the security world. This affects all of us. Uh, if you don't care about your your identity, then okay. If you don't if you don't have anyone in your contact list that can be breached, okay. So as long as you don't have any of those things that can affect your, affect yourself and other people in your life, then okay, maybe you don't need cybersecurity or security protection. Okay, fine. But every business who operates in the digital realm has an identity, has employees, and has uh, information that hackers want. It's it's a pretty clear sort of scenario where you understand that any business is susceptible for an attack. The second you plug your computer into the into the internet, the second you attach your device to Wi-Fi, the second you have any access to internet at all, you are susceptible for an attack. I don't care what operating system you run. I don't care what due diligence you've done or you think you're the, the super, super master cybersecurity guru of the world. Anyone that has a brain will understand that that's impossible because attacks are always evolving. We will never be ahead of the curve. And that's something we need to acknowledge. And a lot of people miss that point. They just think, oh, okay, well, I have this firewall. That means I'm 110% protected. No, it's not the case. You're mitigating risk. It's like insurance. You're, you're mitigating risk. And this is something that sort of I spin this to my clientele, my client base or prospects. It's just like we're an insurance policy in some way or technological insurance policy. Um, you know, privacy breaches is another thing. And, and, and this is, this is what kind of grinds my gear a bit because a lot of businesses are, are getting breached, but if they took the, I don't know, you know, the 40 hours, let's say one work week of consideration of their client's privacy or their client's information, and maybe make a better decision either in their environment or company culture, then perhaps this wouldn't happen. You know, they they get too big to think they can fail. Now, the unfortunate thing is like tech giants like Google, Microsoft, for example, can can weather these storms, these financial storms. They can continue to weather these storms until the end of days. But the problem comes within the fact that a lot of small businesses don't. A lot of small businesses fail. And they can't they can't recoup their costs from from a breach. The the people, the business owners, may not be able to recoup from the breach, and they fail. And this is one thing I don't like about being in cybersecurity: is the fact the amount of people I've seen fail, the amount of lives I've seen destroyed, especially from a from a cyber breach, and now especially through the COVID nineteen pandemic with government lockdowns. You know, it hurts businesses of all shapes and sizes. It hurts business like mine. It hurts business like yours, and it's a trickle effect. The, the little person, the little business person is affected with these these changes, especially with when it comes to breaches and attacks. The, the fact that they can enter various realms inside their business and um, ascertain sort of how big and small they are and be able to launch an attack in accordance to how their environmental makeup is. It's some scary stuff. And... Um, it's 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 more about just trying to reduce the friction, trying your best to re- to mitigate some of that risk as a cybersecurity leader. But you're not going to find everything. You're not going to be able to stop all attacks. Your job is to minimize the attacks, and that message needs to be conveyed to your customers. And and sometimes your customers really don't care. They really just say, "Well, um, that's that's fine. You know, it's it's great and dandy and all." But at the end of the day. It doesn't really affect me. You know, some businesses who've never experienced a breach before 
or may not know someone who's been breached before, may not care so much about a breach. So it's that much harder as to why one cannot really understand people or business people and, and why things I don't like about cybersecurity. Um, but let me be clear. I love it because I've protected, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of businesses already. I've touched, you know, hundreds of thousands of people already through 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 my speeches, uh, you know, the the advice that I, I've kind of dispensed to people. You know, I feel really humbled and appreciated over that fact. I have a lot of people even today coming to me and saying, darling, you know, I'm glad that you gave me this advice. You protected me against this attack. You actually made made sense and you evolved my mindset when it comes to cyber resilience. And that's amazing. And that's one of the things I love so much about this field is the fact that I'm able to help people. I'm able to protect people and I'm able to stop the the abuse, the constant assault against everyone from these these attacks. And I think with a little bit of education, a little bit of training, but that can go a long way. But when it comes to your mindset, when it comes to people's mindsets, it is a fundamental change that we can talk our butts off and, and get nowhere. But it's when someone finally opens their mind to the fact of cyber resilience and the fact that their business of all shapes and sizes needs to have the proper culture, technologies, and, and perseverance, and, and I call that perseverance, but also development, uh, continuous development, mind you, through the years, not just set, set and, and, and take your hands off. It's a, it's a constant mold that we as humans in this digital realm need to continue to mold. Otherwise, we're going to fall behind. All right, thank you for listening to this uh, special broadcast. I'm your host, Darnie G. Safe computing, everybody.